In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hear the silence. See the violet. And see that the altar is empty of flowers and empty of its relics. Advent is a time for more penance and prayer. And these will help us find the joy we so desire. That's why there are so many alleluias in the Advent liturgy. Amidst our prayer and penance, we are reminded that in God alone can we find true and lasting joy. That's what the First Vatican Council teaches. God's life is infinite joy. God is supremely happy in himself. He is all goodness and perfection. God knows himself. He loves himself. God is his own perfect joy. Now, there is nothing selfish about that. No. God freely wants to share his infinite joy. And that's why he created the universe. To share his joy in so many, many ways. The sun, the moon, and the stars. The mountains and the oceans. The animal and the plant kingdoms. The many choirs of angels. And the billions and billions of human beings. Every one of these marvels of creation, everyone reflects in its own way a little part of that infinitely perfect joy which is in God. And that's why fundamentally creation is good. And our joy depends on how close we live with God, our Creator. But since God is invisible to us in this life, Christ gave us the Holy Catholic Church as a visible body so that we can find His divine joy. It is the Church, again, the First Vatican Council in the year 1870, reminds us that it's the Church that communicates God's joy to us. And the very first words of every Mass speak of this joy. Ad Deum Quiletificat. I will go to the altar of God who gives joy to my youth. We all want to be happy, but for our joy to be true and lasting, there is a condition. To be happy, we must love God with a total, undivided heart. To be happy, penance and prayer help us to love without selfishness, to love with purity, purity of heart, and every thought, word, and action. Two of the Ten Commandments, that is the Sixth and the Ninth Commandment, require this purity of us children of God. And Jesus spoke of this purity as the condition for the entrance into the eternal joy of heaven. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. We live in a world which idolizes self-pleasure, a world which ridicules purity as if it were a sign of weakness. But let's not be fooled. Impurity dehumanizes us to the point of abusing ourselves and of hurting one another. Happiness will never result from disrespecting the dignity of others by treating the human person as a thing a thing to be used for oneself and one's own pleasure. 
Truly, purity is not weakness, but purity is power. Purity is spiritual power to live as men and women according to the plan of God, our Creator, who wants us all to be happy. Purity is spiritual power. God shows His almighty power over evil not only by sending His own divine Son, He who is purity itself, into this world, but also God shows His almighty power by making His Son's mother immaculate. Immaculate and wholly pure. Mary is without any stain of selfishness. There is no division in her heart. Purity is first and foremost union with God. It's spiritual friendship with God, who is perfectly pure in His being, in His goodness, and in His love. Mary's purity exists for God alone, and not for herself. In truth, the pure heart is free, free from the caprices of self-interest. Our souls are like windows. They must be pure and clean in order to let in the sunlight. So purity is perfect transparency with God, so that His divine light can bring us joy. So as we rejoice in Mary's purity for the sake of Jesus, her divine Son, we need to pray for that purity in our lives as well. And we must try to imitate in our every thought, word, and deed that purity of love which Mary Immaculate shows us by her willing cooperation with God's plan in her life. To overcome lust and to live in a pure way for God and neighbor, we must first ask for purity. Ask for purity as a gift and as a grace. Persevere in prayer, especially the rosary. Bead by bead, Hail Mary after Hail Mary, let's ask God for this gift of purity through Mary's intercession. Let's also be transparent in confession, frequently receiving the sacrament, and honestly examining the motives for our actions. Let's honestly ask ourselves, do we perhaps lack a purity of intention in what we do? Do we really want to please God and conform ourselves to His plan? Or are we merely trying to please ourselves and trying to do things our own way? Are we trying to be pleasing to someone else in a selfish way, which is outside of God's plan for our lives? To be pure, we must honestly look beyond the present moment. You know, we're often tempted to live only in the present moment, such that we forget our past and are oblivious to our future. We must live life now in gratitude for past blessings and be mindful of future consequences to present actions. One bad decision leading to impurity can compromise many years of good, as can be tragically seen in the case of so many broken marriages and families. So so don't enclose yourself only in the present moment. Think of the past and think of your future. Also, in order to be pure, the attitudes we have toward food and drink often determine the purity of our life. If we overindulge in food or drink, 
we will be that much weaker to resist temptations of lust. Also, avoid idleness and inactivity. Cultivate your mind with good things. Music, reading, literature, um, recreational activities, hobbies. If we are moved by the beauty of healthy music and art and poetry here upon earth, well, how much more will the beauty of heaven bring us lasting joy? So keep your mind busy with good things and you will stay out of trouble and you will be happier as well. We become pure not so much by avoiding impurity, but by acting in a pure way, by daily self-sacrifice for love of others. If we are generous with our time and our efforts with others, well, this will keep us busy from being preoccupied with love of self. Every little act of charity for others will bring us some joy. So if you are unhappy, reach out and help somebody in just a little way. You will become happier. You will be stronger against temptation. Every little form of selfishness makes us old and grouchy before our time. And impurity is such. You will notice that if you give in to impurity, you will easily be more frustrated, more unhappy, more angry and impatient with life. Our Lord praises the innocence of little children. Unless you become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's why the first words in the Mass speak of joy, but also speak of youth. Purity keeps a freshness to us that keeps us young at heart and young in, in other ways as well. We have a special duty to teach purity to our children. And our patron, St. Francis de Sales, says that purity is essentially an attitude of the heart. It's respect for the presence of God dwelling within us through sanctifying grace. So let's teach our young people a healthy attitude of respect, of respect for their dignity, because their body is the temple of God. He's present within. And the liturgical prayers of the Mass, if you make your missal your bedside book, these prayers will help us to understand the majesty of that divine presence within us. Our body is God's temple, and therefore it has great dignity and must not be debased by things which dehumanize it in impurity. You know, courtesy is a help to purity. Teach children courtesy and polite manners. This helps them to cultivate respect for neighbor. Teach children the importance of meals, eating together. And we adults must show that good example. Prayer before meals, because prayer, because prayer helps us to understand food as a gift from God. Food is not just about satisfying ourselves and our appetites. If we teach children good table manners and courtesy around the table, this will, in fact, help them to purity of life. It's indeed not easy to be pure in today's world. It's a long road, and some people would call it a white martyrdom. But it is indeed our journey into joy. Ultimately, purity is a spiritual hunger for perfect joy. We desire, we the appetite, to one day see God face to face in heaven. 
So this Advent, as we eagerly wait the coming of the Lord at Christmas, let's ask Mary Immaculate, the most pure queen of virgins, let us ask her to elevate our minds, to purify our intentions, and to deepen our desire for heaven. Daily penance and prayer with Mary, daily discipline and self-restraint, and daily acts of charity for others will make it possible for us to practice purity in thought, word, and deed for love of God and neighbor in this world until that happy day when God's eternal joy will be fully ours in the kingdom of heaven according to that promise of beatitude given to us by our Lord himself. Blessed are the pure of heart. Happy are the pure of heart. For they shall see God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.